0: Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel.
1: Don't make unnecessary journeys. Don't take risks on treacherous roads. And don't swim in the sea. Incredibly... Dudley, Eunice and whatever the F comes next, you can be sure that this week with two storms hitting Ireland, we're guaranteed to be talking about the weather once again. You know, it was Oscar Wilde who said conversation about the weather is the last refuge of the uh, unimaginative. But so what? Hail, rain or snow, we just love to talk about the weather.
0: Sligo recorded one of the lowest temperatures overnight. The main roads have been gritted. Traffic was light and getting through. A record minus 16 degrees for the county. But with fresh snowfalls due to hit the east, roads and pavements full of compacted ice are expected to deteriorate.
1: We had to go anyway, we hadn't much of choice in the matter, but sure. It's a cold, it's a cold journey to school this morning. Oh good, you wouldn't belong getting frost, but... Why are we so obsessed? Well, I'm joined today by Evelyn Cusack, Head of Forecasting at Eireann, and I'm hoping she might be able to shed a bit of light on this.
0: Hi, Siobhan. Great to talk to you. Um, I suppose, well, Irish people are no different than all people around the globe, I think. Everyone's obsessed a bit about the weather because it dictates everything, really, doesn't it? Whether you're hot, cold, your safety you know, um, how long it takes to get to work, et cetera, et cetera. But in Ireland, I think in particular, there's there's a very loving relationship between Irish people and Metair and that goes back to, well, we were founded in 1937 and the first live weather observation in Ireland was taken down in Valencia Island and Valencia Observatory in 1859. So our obsession goes back a long way scientifically. But even before that, then in pre-scientific areas, there's been lots of superstition and folklore about the weather, I guess. Yeah, and that's
1: the thing, isn't it, Evelyn? I mean, you, you know, even, even growing up, you know, you learn the little sayings, red in the night, shepherd's delight, red in the morning, shepherd's warning. You know, if the, the berries are, are particularly red over a certain number of days over Christmas, it indicates what the, the weather in the coming weeks will be. We love our weather superstitions, don't we?
0: I've always been goats on this golf course. And not just to keep the grass in trim, though they do this too. No, members here need the goats to tell them when it's going to rain. Yes. I know, and I'm 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 always the party pooper because you know I always knock them down. <laughs> um, I mean, in in the pre-scientific era, you know, or or even not everyone has a phone when you're out and about to get the app. So you know, you, you do, you should look at nature. You should look at the clouds because. It does give you an idea of what's going to happen. So, in, in it's, we, if the fancy word for that is now, casting, <laughs> forecasting for the immediate future. But I mean, look on a simple level, if the clouds are really dark, you know yourself it's going to rain in, in you know, within a half an hour. So, you know, you're not that stupid. You, you'll bring your raincoat with you or, or just sit it out. But um, if if you were going out to fish off the west coast, you know, a hundred years ago or even fifty years ago. Um, and some might say, even at the moment. I mean, the fisherman would look out to sea, and even if it was a calm day, say in, in, say on on Clifton Beach, you could have huge rolling waves, sea and swell coming in, a big swell coming in from the Atlantic, and that's a sign. That's a physical manifestation of a storm at sea. So that's those fisher folk wouldn't go out then, even though the weather would be calm on shore. So these are not so much signs from, we call them signs from nature, but they're really, they're weather. That's the actual weather. But then you move on to the superstitions. And um you mentioned there, Siobhan, about the berries. I mean, I'm from the Midlands, from Clandiliche. So obviously that was something that we all grew up with, that if there were loads of berries at in um, the wintertime, it was a sign that Mother Nature was going to look after the little birdies yeah sorry, if there were loads of berries in autumn, it was a sign that Mother Nature was going to mind the little birdies because it was going to be a very hard winter. but you can ask yourself Siobhan, how how sensible is that because the berries grow because of a very warm summer and a very uh, very good growing season in spring, like the berries the the hedge can't predict the weather two months in advance and say oh." Because the weather hasn't happened yet, so the berries are a response to a very good growth pattern in the spring. But then occasionally, though, that the uh, feast of berries, if you like, would be followed by hard winter. So then the farmers say, "Yeah, look, there were loads of berries on on the trees. That's why um, that was nature." So you see, the root of all superstition is that. Men observe when it, when a thing hits, but not when it misses. That's a quote from you know the famous Francis Bacon. But the following year, there might have been loads of berries on on the bushes, but it could have been a mild winter. But they'd never noticed that. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just knocking yeah. that one in the head. <laughs> and and Evelyn,
1: actually, well, I'm I'm from County Westmeath, oh. and every single <laughs> uh, every single summer, you there was a spike in in sales of a uh, Child of Prague statues when it was. Commu- union season, because we were all knocking the head off it in the hope of sunshine.
0: Yeah, um, I never really got the Child of Prague, but I I think nobody really actually sincerely believes in it. It's a bit of fun, you know. Um, So that's why I wouldn't be too mean to people about the Child of Prague, especially like they leave it the mother might leave it out under the tree for if the daughter is getting married so in the hope that it's going to be a fine day for the wedding but should the wedding could be 20 miles away so how does the child of prague know where the wedding is well you know so i yeah (laughs) so look it's it's a bit of fun but do you know why all of those childs of prague or do you say children of prague you know why they all lost their head do you know that no why They came from Prague, obviously, and they were shipped over to Ireland. Uh, in the 40s uh, the child of Prague must have been all the rage. but they uh, this is kind of serendipitous for the weather because they actually hit a big storm so all the crates of the ch- the childs of Prague <laughs> the children of Prague got rattled so there was actually a hairline crack in all the necks so when they arrived in Ireland they, they were fine but then when they were put on the mantelpiece all the heads started falling off so it was actually as a result of weather but it doesn't predict the weather but look it's a bit of fun okay so we'll allow people Absolutely, my goodness,
1: you are a fountain of information Evelyn, this is fantastic. I'm a killjoy I'm a
0: total killjoy
1: Met Aaron has issued a warning of drought or near drought conditions for the entire country. Water restrictions remain in place around the country as a status yellow weather warning continues. A month-long hosepipe ban comes into effect in the Dublin region from Monday. How does one um, forecast the weather? So let's say, you know, we're, we're thinking about uh, there may be snow this week as, a, you know, how do you actually uh, come to the conclusion that a storm will hit us?
0: OK, now that's 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 the best question ever, because this year now in 2022, I'm 40 years foreca- as a forecaster. So when I started off, um, uh we kind of had a kind of vague idea for tomorrow, right? But now uh, uh, on the 1st of January in 21, Matt and launched our monthly forecast. So um, we can tell a good bit now a week ahead and with some idea guidance of a few weeks ahead. So your question is, how do you do that? So that's the the most amazing answer. um, Since our first live weather broadcast, where well, the broadcast members had in 1859 in Valencia. That was because of the electric telegraph. It was sent by Morse code. So, if you like, that electric telegraph was the internet of its day in 1859. Now, since then, you could say we is the modern era or the scientific era of weather forecasting. And the first step in weather forecasting is gathering information. So that was only that was the first time that we could get real-life information. Because if you think, Siobhan, the weather that's going to hit Ireland in five days, generally, not always, is over on the other side of the Atlantic. It's hitting North America. It's moving off New York. New York. So I need to know what the weather is like in New York before I can forecast the weather for Ireland, right? Okay, And the weather, that, yeah, the weather that's going to hit Ireland in a week, that's probably, now it varies, but on average, it could be the other side of the world over the Pacific Ocean. So I must get the information from all around the globe. And then we feed in those weather information, say at midday today. And then this was all started by that famous meteorologist, Wilhelm Bjorknes, Um In the 1900s, we have what are called weather models. Now, weather models aren't the good looking TV presenters. (laughs) A weather model is, in fact, a mathematical construct of the physics of the atmosphere. So we We have this model. Everyone knows about modeling now since COVID because, you know, you've heard about modeling trying to predict how COVID is going to spread. But the weather forecasters have been developing our models for the last 50 uh, years. And that's why they've gotten so good because the greatest brains in meteorology have been working on these. And we now have the super, super computers. There's no computer big enough in Ireland at the moment to run our weather models. And that's why... Uh, met Éireann were thrilled uh, just before Christmas to announce collaboration with four other Met services, and we're buying a supercomputer to improve our weather modelling for Ireland. And that's going to be released to the public during March and April. So we're very excited about that. So you put in all the observations from around the globe. You put them into your, your mathematical model based on the physics of the atmosphere and then you project these forward in time, the weather today and the weather tonight, et cetera, et cetera. So is that okay, Siobhan? That's incredible, Evelyn. Yeah. And I
1: think we'll have the nation salivating at the idea of a supercomputer for the weather.
0: <laughs> yeah, for Ireland. So Ireland is part of this consortium with Iceland, Denmark, um, and uh, the Netherlands. So we're very excited about that. Fantastic. I I actually
1: wanted to ask you as well, Evelyn, um, the difference between weather and uh, climate change, because there is a real difference there. And you'll have, uh, say, climate deniers, for example, they might see heavy snowfall in winter and say, well, look, so much for global warming. But there's a real separation between the two, isn't there?
0: Yeah, no, no, you're you're dead right. You, you hit you hit the nail on the head there. So I guess weather is is the day to day, and sort of climate is the longer term. Uh, in fact, the World Meteorological Organization we we measure climate averages at about thirty year in thirty year intervals, uh, but of course climate. Um, has been as long as you have an atmosphere, we've had climate over the world. But our current climate that Ireland and the world, are, you know, the current climate that we are experiencing at the moment is only is only now. I'm saying my hobby is geology. Is only about four million years old. Now I know that seems a long time, but if you consider that the age of the Earth is four and a half billion years, so the reason our our modern climate, as we call it is only four four million years old. It is you know, plate tectonics and all the continents shift around. The position of the continents determines climate, determines climate. So for example, Siobhan, when the dinosaurs were across the earth, that was say two hundred million years ago, you're saying, what is she going on about now? But that was a, we. The world had a very very warm climate then. There was one supercontinent called Pangaea, and there was much more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, and it was really really hot. Um, so the climate has cooled down a lot since then. So you hear a lot of climate deniers, a uh, climate change deniers saying, "Well, it was much hotter when the dinosaurs were around." So the answer to that is yes, it was, and we know that. <laughs> and uh, the uh, continents were shaped very differently. So within the context of our modern climate, which is 4 million years old, we can tell a lot in the past. Remember I said our observations only go go back to the 1850s. But by drilling down through the ice cores in Greenland and the Antarctic, we can actually get um, very good climate information going back to Well, it's only about 800,000 years, but you can infer back to the 4 million years. So within that time of our modern climate, it's the warmest it's ever been. And it's getting warmer and warmer and warmer based on our current uh, scientific measurements using thermometers and going back the proxy measurements using the, uh, say, tree rings and ice cores, etc., The report finds that climate change is making Ireland warmer and wetter. According to the findings, the average air temperature here increased by 0.9 degrees Celsius over the last 120 years. That might not sound like much, but it's having a big impact. So to answer you finally, the weather, uh, the climate is warming up. The average global temperature is warming And we've had another uh, exceptionally warm year. Out of the last 10 years, seven have been uh, record-breaking. So we think, and in fact, it's borne out in reality, that this warming climate is resulting in more severe weather events. Now, not too much uh, over Ireland, just at present, but our rainfall has increased in the last uh, 30 to 50 years, and we do expect more severe weather events that
1: Yeah. And um, Evelyn, I I guess just finally, you know, we started off um, this podcast, you know, very light and, you know, Mm -hmm. having a bit of crack with it. And, you know, and and we've progressed through the whole discussion of how (laughs) one forecasts and and it's fascinating stuff. And I don't think 20 minutes does you justice, to be honest. (laughs) Um, But I guess finally, I mean, we're we're in an era now where we, we, you know, we kind of cope with the stresses and strains of experience extreme weather by naming our storms for oh, example yeah. or a hashtag schnuck uh, the trending on all social platforms and it's it's a way of enjoying something that probably yes. is quite an inconvenience and um, what what would you say to people just just you know Take all this with a pinch of
0: salt, and um, yeah, yeah. Again, no, you're right. Well, of course, I we 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 can finish this podcast about talking about the latest developments, which are weather apps, which are fantastic. Just think, when I started Metairn first, there wasn't even the internet. I mean, it's it's hard to believe now. But I hope um, uh, everybody, and I hope you, Shavon, have downloaded the Meteoin app because that it gives you. the best forecast for Ireland, okay, because it's uh, zoomed in high resolution for Ireland. And really, you can put in any place you like. Again, uh, we've only started issuing yellow, red and orange warnings uh, in the last number of years. And that's because forecasting has improved because our modelling. So Metair now last year just launched our three-day weather uh, warnings. So we now give warnings for three days ahead and including marine warnings. So that's brand new for Metairn as well. And that's only because of improved modelling. And now naming storms is slightly different because we actually name storms to highlight our weather warnings, but I do get we do get great crack from it in the summer because we put the word out for you know send us in your name so we get like hundreds. I get dear Evan, please name the storm after my lovely little girl Eva. Now, do you really want your beautiful little daughter call you know? Do you really want a violent destructive force of nature named after your daughter? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> so people are are so there, it is a bit of fun. At the end of the day, when Matt Aaron, uh, names the storm and issues those storm warnings, be very, very careful and take it very seriously. I'd say one thing about a storm. For as long as the storm is out, don't go out because a tree can fall anywhere. I mean, I know a tree can fall during a yellow warning. And in fact, there were a few trees down. It doesn't always have to be named. But certainly when, we ha- when we're predicting the height of the warning, which you'll get from your app, because if you put in your local area on your app, you'll see the forecast wind, you know, from place to place. So things have improved enormously. So t- t- take cognizance of the warnings and maybe send me in the names for next year, uh, Siobhan.
1: <laughs> I, I have a couple of names already in mind that would that would suit that of a storm. Yeah, Evelyn. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic speaking with you. Thank you so much. And my thanks to Evelyn Cusick, Head of Forecasting at MetAaron there. Well, I'm Siobhan Maguire, and today's episode was presented and produced by myself, researched by Tabitha Monahan, with sound design by John Smith. Archive clips with OT61 and Nine O'Clock News, which featured the Theresa Mannion report, Orte Archives, which featured Newsbeat archives from 1971, Golf Course Goats forecast weather. Also from the Orte Archives, the Big Freeze of 2010, Charlie Bird reporting from Bray during Hurricane Charlie, and Evening Extra with Shay Healy in 1987. Also featured was uh, an Ireland AM clip featuring Derek O. Hartigan uh, on TV3 in June 2017 and other archive clips from independent.ie and UTV.